This week on Moms Moving On. I met my first husband when I was 19 years old. And I don't know what I'm doing at 19. Who does? And, you know, you think you know everything and you don't know everything. Going through a divorce and getting over and recovering, it doesn't happen in just a day or a week or a month. To really recover from something, it takes a year or so. And it's not about my timeline or your timeline or what Dr. So-and-so says. It really truly is about everybody as an individual and how they cope and recover. You had to do the work on yourself in order to find the right person because I couldn't just keep choosing the wrong person because that clearly is what I'd been doing. Did you have rebound guy? Because I did. I did. I, I had a few and clearly I realized I was choosing wrong and this was a pattern and something needed to change. <laughs> Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. And we're back with another Moms Moving On. Thanks for joining us again. I love that you're here. And I also love, love, love the guests that we're having on tonight. She's a girl after my own heart. She's a writer and author, actually. Her name is Lauren Peacock, and she released her debut book titled, this is the best, Female, Likes Cheese, Comes with Dog, Stories About Divorce, Dating, and Saying I Do on Valentine's Day of 2020. When Lauren was 23 years old, she got her fairy tale wedding, but she soon discovered that a dream wedding doesn't guarantee a dream marriage and got divorced at 27. Don't I know it? Having found her second and current husband on a British dating site, she's an expert at online dating, recovering from heartbreak, and going outside of your comfort zone, and offers practical tips for socially distanced dating during the pandemic, and has had lots of even younger fans in Gen Z reaching out to her for dating advice. So I guess you could say we have like the most well-rounded dating expert on the podcast tonight. Lauren, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a pleasure. I mean, your bio alone makes you sound hilarious. And I feel like the title is just so something, I mean, I could relate to. I, I, I like cheese and dogs. So good job there. Oh, thanks. No, it, it really, the title kind of came about with just, uh, it was in my dating profile, actually, because I just, you know, you see these profiles and you're just like, oh my goodness, you know, you don't want to sound like everybody. So you're like, what can I throw up there that's different? Right. So tell us how, how the book came about, because I'm really interested in, you know, I'm a writer myself and what leads a person to decide, you know what, this is the thing I need to write about. What did you find in your divorce that made you need to put it on paper? During the divorce, I was journaling a lot, you know, that was kind of my outlet. And I think a lot of women, you know, whatever their outlet may be, you know, maybe it's exercise, you know, maybe it's just, you know, it's an art class or whatever, but mine was just, um, you know, I was trying to write every day and it kind of led to friends suggesting, why don't you start dating and some of these and tender had come about and I didn't really know what tender was. I didn't know what swipe right was. And so these dating situations I started telling my friends about, and I have friends from all over and you don't get to just talk on the phone. So a lot of it was emails. So it'd be email stories. And, you know, so a lot of that 
time that I was writing in my journal kind of started to go into emails, started to form into a book with these kind of anecdotal stories. And then I just, I ended up kind of creating a comedic memoir out of it with, you know, I was like, well, why not take some of these dating stories and kind of talk about the divorce and dating. And I was writing it when I was single. So I didn't expect to find somebody, right. you know, it was kind of like a Carrie Bradshaw, you know, meets Amy Schumer type of style. And, and it ended up kind of getting a happy ending to it. Well, um, Carrie Bradshaw meeting Amy Schumer. That's probably two of my favorite on-screen personalities. So I love that. I think that's brilliant. But, you know, dating after divorce is something so unlike what anybody's ever experienced before. And I'm happy you mentioned like the Tinder and the swipe right, because a lot of the divorce community, you know, I'm 36 years old and the girls my age who are getting divorced, a lot of them got married right out of college. So like you said, nobody has swiped right, left, up, down. Nobody's made a dating profile before. This is all very new territory. So I love that you've given a way to like normalize it and make it funny as opposed to just this big scary world where people don't really know <laughs> what to do or how to handle it. Well, absolutely. And especially when you are of kind of like, I guess, as Eliza Schlesinger says, the elder millennial uh, generation. You're, I'm an elder millennial. Right. You're, you know, I'm, I'm 33. So I'm just, you know, I'm a little bit younger, but it's, it's still in that hole. You're used to um, somebody asking you out on a date when you meet at a college bar or at a football game or whatever. There's, we didn't, we didn't grow up with online dating. I think it really was eHarmony and Match, which were the two. Right. And, and it was like your parents' friends started in on that, you know, like it wasn't a, it, you know, and it was like, Ooh, that's creepy. You know, <laughs> like you wouldn't think of doing that. And I think when you meet, you know, you're, you know, I met my um, first husband when I was 19 years old and I don't know what I'm doing at 19. Who does? Who and, does? you know, you think you know everything and you don't know everything. And then when you, you know, get into the real world at 27 and, and you're back into this dating scene and everybody's talking about Bumble and Tender and which one's better and, you know, do you sign up for a trial of match? And, and it's so overwhelming because you're like, I just want to go have a normal conversation with someone. Right. And, and how do you do that? And that's what's challenging. And I, and, and I see you know, the people that are, you know, and especially with friends that, that have kids involved and, and, you know, how do you, you know, I don't have kids, but I have talked to friends that do. And, and it's just, it's a very, it's a tough way to navigate. And especially, I think there's a lot of overanalyzing of what do you do on a date? And, and because it's not, it isn't just like, let's go for drinks. I feel like there's so much pressure with social media yes. and, and this, you know, you've got to take it to the next level. And so, and especially when you're right out of a divorce, you've got to really think about your feelings of how am I going to feel that way again about someone? Right. I mean, there's so many factors involved. First, you're coming out of a divorce. So there's, there could be trust issues. Then there's oh my God, another person hasn't seen me naked since like 1942 before, you know, the world changed and the civil war. And now I have saggy tits and kids and who might be interested in that. And I always laugh because I had all these same thoughts when I, I'm sure you did too, coming out of your divorce. I mean, you don't have kids, but for me, it's like a kid, you know, mom bod, like all these things, who's going to want me. And I think back and I'm like, oh, well, someone did. 
right? One of and, my one of my lines was, "I haven't dated since 1884." In the book, oh. that was one of my lines. Yeah, so we're on the same page. That's so, um, you know, um, so. that's so funny. But no, I. I I can understand because so many women that I work with in my business will say to me, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. I don't feel physically ready. And then I'm like, wait a second. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Forget your body. Forget your boobs. Forget your kids. What do you want in, in, a, in your future relationship? Like clearly this one didn't work out. So let's work on figuring out like going after the best kind of person for you, not being as good as you can for somebody else right now. Like, and, and so I love to shift the focus, but maybe because you're more of the expert here, you can give us your top dating tips for, for women who are coming out of divorce and ready to get themselves out there again. Some people may not agree with this, but I think date a lot of people because like go on a lot of dates. That doesn't mean sleep around. I mean, you know, I definitely did some of that, but definitely... Definitely go on a lot of dates because you want this next time around, you want to make the best decision. And that means meeting a lot of people, seeing what you like, seeing what you don't like. And that doesn't mean that like, it's okay to go on a bad date and not, you know, not everybody. I mean, you don't have to like everybody. Not everybody has to like you. And I think when we're younger, we get so wrapped up in the idea of wanting to be liked. Yes. that that we forget about that you know we don't have to like everybody else either right. and i think that's kind of what i i felt like i got closer and closer each time to figuring out that it was okay to be alone and that it was okay to learn things about myself and learn things about others and that it was okay that it didn't work out you could go on three dates with a really great guy and you just didn't have enough in common, but that it got you closer to knowing, okay, if I am going to online date also too, like, if I am going to online date, be honest in your profile. And I think a lot of, say, what is it, what is it our, our listeners need to give away in their profile? Right. Like if you are truly, you know, I, I don't judge if you drink alcohol, if you smoke cigarettes, whatever, but if you are truly somebody that drinks alcohol and likes to go out for wine you need to put that. If you're somebody like, don't do something or not do something because you're trying to impress somebody else, because it's not going to work at the end of the day. If, if you like to go to happy hours with your girlfriends and the other person is someone who just does not drink, that's okay if they don't drink and it's okay if you do, but it's never going to work in the long run. You're just two people that just don't work out. It's, it's true because I know, you know, you want to look as appealing as possible, but if we've learned anything, it's that changing who you are to make somebody else happy doesn't really get you very far. So that's a really good point. Now, a lot of women will say, well, I have kids. Who's going to want a woman with kids? Well, almost everyone I know at this stage in my life is either divorced, remarried with kids or divorced and dating with kids. So there's somebody out there for everyone. But what do you, what do you say to the woman who's creating a profile and doesn't know what to say about her pending divorce or separation, whether she has kids or not? I think those things, like I didn't, um, I guess, glamorize it, but I was honest about it. So, you know, the man can read 
He can see on your profile that you're divorced or that you have kids or whatever. And if you want to write something simple about it in your, in your bio, in your little paragraph, that's fine too. I think, you know, you should not lie because if you lie, that's only going to create problems down the line. But I think if you draw too much attention to kids, 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 or divorce, 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 it, they may think that, I mean, like, for example, if, if all I did was talk about my divorce on the first date, then they may think, are you not over your divorce? <laughs> and, and are you not ready to date? Something like that. But I think, you know, you, you have to eventually have that conversation. Yeah. Um, and it is something that needs to be brought up. But I think you're there to find somebody who's going to accept you for you. And they are, you know, and they also have to be on the other side. It's, it's on them too. So if they're looking for somebody with, you know, and they're okay with the kids, I think that it's also on them to understand that they are going into a relationship with someone with kids. So I think you have to be honest. So let's go back to what you said about the first date. So what are we giving away on the first date? Because... Well, I mean, you have to tell somebody. You ha- I think you have to say that, yes, I'm divorced. And when I... I mean, I would say, you know, I, I am divorced. I married the wrong guy. Things happen. But I'm really happy that I'm here and I'm, I'm moving on. To me, that's a perfect response. Perfect, perfect, perfect response. What, what I often hear happening is... Oh yeah, no, we got divorced. My ex cheated on me. And then the person will ask questions like, oh, he cheated on you. Yeah. And then it just becomes this whole blown up conversation about details that nobody really needs or the old, oh yeah, my ex is crazy. You know, everybody's ex is crazy. So I I like the way you reframed it into a positive. It wasn't right, but I'm so happy it happened. And now I was able to move on. And I think down the line, if it does work out with someone you know, and you have gone on like the fifth or sixth date. And obviously I think the person will probably end up asking more questions down the line. Then you can divulge personal details of, yeah, the the X, Y, or Z happened or whatever. But I think when you start getting into the bashing, I mean, I I unfortunately went through a a terrible situation where there, there was some cheating involved on my ex-husband's part. But I'm trying to focus on the positive and move on from that because I know I can't change the situation. Right. And I feel like if you truly want to move forward with someone, going through and digging up that baggage is not going to put you in a positive light to be dateable. Very true. So, all right, I'm going to throw a few things at you and I want to hear your opinion about them. Casual sex after divorce. Absolutely can happen. Well, I, I don't know your question, but I was, yes. That, no, that's <laughs> the topic. I want to know how you feel about it. Yes. You say yes. Why? Um, I, I didn't do it right off the bat. It's not like it was day one, like, boom, I was nervous about it. <laughs> no, here I am. Right. I was, I was nervous about it for reasons like, you know, we kind of discussed where it's like, oh, you know, am I going to be bad at it? You know, did I forget how it works? You know, like, how are the kids having sex these days? You know, I mean, there were a lot of things going through my head, but I think at some point you have to bite the bullet and just do it because you've got to like connect with someone again and you've got to experience that emotion again to know that you can, 
right. you can be with someone. It's a really good point. So, because you, you know, and you got to get winter bush out, you know? <laughs> we had um, Leah from the Real Housewives of New York City on here, and that was her, her same advice, was go find a big you know what, and have fun with that. But there's two sides to that. You know, some people feel getting under someone else isn't the best way to get over it. But I like what you said about knowing that you can connect again. Like, it's like getting back on a bicycle for lack of a better term, literally, no pun intended. But, you know, to see that you've still got it a little bit and to feel desired and wanted, it's got to boost your self-confidence. And, you know, emotions will come up. I mean, after you do it, will you probably then have some things that you think about that have to do with your ex in some way? Sure. We're human. Of course, there's probably going to be some comparison or maybe even some tears privately of like, Oh, what did I do? Or, Oh, I don't know if I'm ready and all that, but that's normal. Like that means you're, you're just going through what you need to go through in order to continue to move on. I mean, going through a divorce and getting over and recovering, it doesn't happen in just a day or a week or a month to really recover from something. It takes a year or so. It yeah. really does. I'm happy and it, you, that. Yeah, you can't. And it's not about my timeline or your timeline or what Dr. So-and-so says. It really truly is about everybody as an individual and how they cope and recover. Like it doesn't matter what I'm saying right now. It's about how the own person recovers. I mean, personally, like that's what I think. Okay. So we talked about, you know, how people are having sex these days, but how are they communicating in terms of like, you know, back when I was dating my first husband, it was, oh, you know, you don't text back right away. You wait a few days. Like, are we still doing that? The, the new thing now is people will just have these like text conversations for weeks on end and never actually plan. Like they'll plan to meet up, but then they never actually will. Mm. And this is like, you know, it's the ghosting and the submarining and all of these things. Oh, what is submarining? Cause I've heard of ghosting. Is this new? Submarining is where like you hang out with somebody and then they disappear. So like a submarine, they go under and then they pop back up in your life and want to hang out. That is so, this is my new favorite term of the year. Oh my God, Lauren. Thank you. So, so th- it's like, you think they've ghosted, but nope, just a submarine popping back up, you know, <laughs> like whack-a-mole. <laughs> and it, it, for women, it's, you know, you get over it. You think they're not interested. You've moved on maybe months later, you know, you're back on tender or bumble or whatever. And then they decide to pop up and have some lame excuse as to why they've gone away when really so busy with work. Right. In all reality, they just found a better choice and wanted to see what was going to happen with them. And when it didn't work out, then they've gone back around to you. And I think that's what's frustrating for anybody dating is people just want to find someone, really give it a shot. If it doesn't work out for, I don't know, four or five dates, then it doesn't work out. Like give someone a chance. And that's okay. If it doesn't work out, you move on to the next, not date five or six different people and then just see, and we just are out there swimming around. Right. And, and I, I think that's where, you know, I think people are just getting tired because they know there's so many options. 
Hey guys, Michelle here. I hope you are loving this episode as much as I am. We'll be back with more, but first, a word from our sponsor. Divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky, especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events. Documentable text messaging. And an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time-and-date stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way. Simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R FAIR. Subscribe at BeFair.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. Go to FAIR.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code MICHELLE to save 20% off the cost of the app. Dating after a divorce just to find the long-term person. Do you date just to like find your forever or do you date around just to give everything a try like samples and a frozen yogurt shop? You know, I think it depends on the individual. I think what I was trying to do in the beginning was I, I just wanted to see what dating was like again because I, I, well, I wanted to see what dating was like, but I missed what I'd had with my husband. I didn't miss my husband, right. but I missed the what we had. Right. Yeah. I missed having someone to like cook dinner with and I missed the relationships aspect, but I wanted to understand what I had. I wanted to find a healthy relationship and I knew that that wasn't just going to happen with rebound guy, you know? So right. It was like you had to do the work on yourself in order to find the right person because I couldn't just keep choosing the wrong person because that clearly is what I'd been doing. Did you have rebound guy? Because I did. I did. I, I had a few and clearly I realized I was choosing wrong and this was a pattern and something needed to change. <laughs> right. Well, you know? my, it's so funny. My rebound guy was literally the universe's way of saying, see this guy, this is what we're not doing anymore. No <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah, I I think I had I think I think I oh, I had two of them and by the second one it was like okay that's it that's it yeah. no more <laughs> mine mine I never even made it out on the first date with I I was like you know back and forth on the phone I had met him in person at a chiropractor's appointment and he like found me on on social media and like hunted me down and we were talking and making plans and oh my god I could see myself with you and da da da, da. And before I went out with him, one of my best friends was met me for coffee and she's like, so did you look him up? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like on Facebook? And she was like, 
no, like, did you Google him? And I was like, am I supposed to do that? Turned out he had just had a baby a week before the baby registry was still up and he had been married a few months before that. Oh, so no. that was, that was the universe's way of being like, you know what, Michelle, it's not time right now. Let's reprioritize and like, stop going after the hot bad boy. Okay. No more. So that was my red flag. Do you have any fun dating stories for us? Um, the rebound guy that I just completely chased after and made a fool of myself. I, I wrote him a poem because I, you know, and if, if you know, it just, I kept, I just kept going. Like, I was like, I'm going to just bury myself continuously because he was, you know, it's like, I, I had, jo- it's the story in the book is called Kansas. The chapter is Kansas in the fire pit, but he was at a local gym. Of course he was very attractive. Like it was just, I, I, you know, he helped me with this fire pit project that I'd basically coerced him into helping me because, oh, I'm, you know, uh, I need, you know, I need help. I'm I'm newly divorced and I don't know what I'm doing. And, and so it's like, if that didn't work, I just kept going and going. And so I eventually wrote him a poem because I was like, hello, you know, pick me, pick me. And, um, and, the red violets are blue. Um, it, it started off with, I think it was when Monday's got you feeling blue, here's what you ought to do. And it just like went on and on and on. And um, I, I, I think I finally- As good as submarining. Okay. Yeah. I basically purged all my feelings and, and it just, it didn't, it, it was one of those, I think that's when I realized I, I need to focus on me. And I really need to just, and I realized I was picking the same people because it was like, I needed, I needed my time. I needed to figure out me. And I missed my, I missed the marriage. I missed the relationship. And I think once I kind of had a break and really like regrouped and can, I mean, obviously like you do therapy and you, you know, you go to like divorced women's groups where people really relate and understand your feelings and understand that like, you know, divorce is like a death. And you kind of have to like grieve and there's a whole process. But when I really started saying, I'm going to give this dating thing a real try and like, I'm going to look at this as something fun and not painful. You know, I think when I changed my mindset, that's when I realized that like, it's okay if you get rejected. And I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of is rejection. Which we all, I get it. We all have a reason why we're afraid of rejection, whether it's something that happened in childhood or whatever the case may be. Well, it's an added level of pain after an already painful time. And it's only natural that you, you take that personally. Um, when it could just be, you know, like the sauce didn't come out good today. I'm not in the mood for sauce anymore, you know? Right. And I mean, you can always start over bad date. You start over good date. You still get maybe another date, or maybe it's just, it was a good date and that was it. But I mean, I, I have friends, you know, my husband now is a big introvert. And there's so many things I had no idea on our first like couple dates that he was so nervous about or had high anxiety about or whatever. I didn't know that men literally Google de-stressful or like less stress ideas to take women. Like, you know, like I had no idea about these things that men are just as stressed as we are about where to take women on first dates and how long you should be at one place before you go to the next place. I mean, I think it's adorable. Fascinating. I know. So like it, it just kind of now that I know that I'm like, there's so many people out there where I feel like if only we had 
like a social cue or something where we could just throw in like some humor. And that's why I feel like humor makes everything better where it's like, if you just throw something out there in the beginning about being nervous and make a joke, movie lines are great. I think because it's already like something you can throw in there. That's relatable where you don't have to like, just, you know, come up with something on your own. Right. Total icebreaker. I love it. I love your style. Well, I could see why your introvert husband, you know, gravitated towards you and, and put a ring on it and locked you down. You've got a I mean, great perspective on things. I just, I feel like we can't take, there's so many things that we have to take seriously in the world and dating shouldn't be one of them. We should be having fun with it. I love that. So that leads us right into what is your biggest piece of advice for mamas after divorce who are ready to date again? You like see the humor in it. Like you're going to make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes. It, like do like do something fun and out of the box with it. Like if there's something that you've always wanted to wear or there's something you've always wanted to put on your profile, but you've been too scared because you thought, oh, someone's going to judge me. They're not. And if they are, they're not the one you want to go out with anyway. I'm telling you. You want to go out with the, with the nice guys. Because my husband, I wouldn't have probably looked at him four years before we ever met. But the nice guys really are sometimes the best guys. And, and they are attractive too. Everybody thinks nice guys are boring and, and ugly. They're not. Like, they're really not. There's some really great guys out there. I love that. And I think as you get older and more mature, you do realize the value in the person who's going to hold your hand through it all versus the hot guy you want to make out with at the bar. So that is a very, very, very good point. At least that's how it felt for me. And I do think, you know, once you have been through divorce and you have been hurt by somebody who you trusted and you have kids you're not going to want to settle for anything. You're really going to want to take your time, pick the right person for you. No matter what society says, don't settle down just to settle down. Do your thing, enjoy, and find what makes your heartbeat because you definitely don't want to go through divorce twice. You got to pick wisely. Absolutely. And especially when there's kids involved, do you want to pick the guy that is going to respect you and respect your kids? And and that's where I think the nice guys and, and being patient and finding the one that really gets your uniqueness is what's really important. Being your authentic self the entire time. Because right. if you, if cheese, you dogs and humor. Yeah. Always cheese though. Always cheese. What's your favorite yeah. kind of cheese? Gouda. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I, like um, I typically end with having our guests share a favorite quote of theirs that inspires them, but I think I'd like you to share one from your book. Um, okay. Let me, let me pull up. So I would say, I mean, you've, you've got the title and I explained the title of, of how I, I would say the, the, uh, this comes from the end of the book, which normally I, I don't pull from the end, but I feel like from what we've talked about, Know that your mistakes may be memories, but that doesn't mean you have to allow them into your new adventures in life. Make new mistakes, learn from those, always keep learning, always keep growing, and always keep investing in yourself. Always keep it moving also when it doesn't suit you on to the next. I love it, Lauren, and I love that you were here with us. Where can our listeners find you and more importantly, your book? Yes, you can find me at the Lauren Peacock. 
on Instagram. You can also go to the website at www.thelaurenpeacock.com and you can find the book on Amazon. Um, Female Likes Cheese Comes with Dogs, Stories About Divorce, Dating, and Saying I Do. Um, and it can be on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. And then obviously there is also uh, an international presence. So if you are listening in any other country like the UK or wherever, you can find it over there as well. Um, and local stores as well. Some local stores and Barnes and Nobles have it as well. That's amazing. Good for you. Who's your publisher? Um, self-pub myself. You self-published and ended up in Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Uh, LC Entertainment. And I worked with a, self, a great self-publishing house that helped with formatting and editing the book, which was Girl Friday Productions. But yeah, um, I self-published. Good for you. You are a girl after my own heart. Um, so I just have to ask this Peacock, your real last name. That is my husband's last name. That's so, fantastic. Uh, I got a very good uh, new last name. Well, I, I, I love all of this. I love that you're a like across the pond doing your second marriage for the right guy. I love that your last name is Peacock. I love that you're a writer. I love that you're funny. I love that you love cheese and dogs. What kind of dog do you have? I have a Belgian shepherd. So uh, like a canine, like a police dog. Yeah. Beautiful. All good things, Lauren. Um, I feel like we're going to have to have you on again for like more dating stories. Well, maybe like the second book, it'll be about the marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Enjoy writing that and enjoy the marriage. I know obviously I'm enjoying my second marriage and there really is something beautiful to finding that perfect person for you, not the perfect person at the time. So very good stuff. Thank you to our listeners for being here. Uh, you know how to reach me, info at momsmovingon.com. If you have any questions, have any topics you'd like us to cover. More importantly, check out uh, momsmovingon.com slash become a member. I'd love for you to join our Moms Moving On membership community where it's like coaching for the person who doesn't want to hire a big, fancy, expensive coach. We've got expert resources and tips from uh, lawyers, mediators, therapists, relationship coaches, and lots of videos, lots of resources. So please join us there. Otherwise, just keep it moving. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.